This is The Heat Source, the podcast where we learn everything we can about hot sauce, one bottle at a time. We are your hosts, Mike and Matt, and today we're talking Fiery Foods Show in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Let's heat up. Welcome back to the Heat Source, where we learn about new sauces weekly, one bottle at a time. Today we are only a couple days away from the Fiery Food Show that kicks off on Friday. And for this episode, we're just going to talk about the Fiery Food Show, some of the brands that are going to be there. Just a little bit of an expectation before really I get into my first experience live at the show. And one of the things that I thought about was we don't really, I didn't know if doing an actual sauce today was a good idea because this weekend is going to be about the fiery food shows. There's going to be a lot of content on there. And we like to spend the week after posting about the sauce we tried. But the other reason that we kind of did this is because my family's been not in COVID quarantine, but in quarantine for like the last six days. It's, it rhymes probably with Schmurrow virus. <laughs> Is what it sounded like. Yeah, I don't know. So it's everything kind of just mashes together now where it's just it's kind of I go old school, which is like, oh, I got a stomach bug. Oh, I got one of this. Like you use the most generic term. But yeah, it was usually I use the hashtag uh, hot sauce every day, hot sauce every meal. Sunday was the only day where I actively did not, but only because I had no food to put it on. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I could have put it on is I could have injected it into the little kid's pouch of cinnamon applesauce that I was eating as my only source of like nutrition. Yeah. The last week was like watching, watching the clock on a bomb mm-hmm. because it was, you're like, my daughter's sick. Yeah. Next day you're like, now my son's sick. You're like now Angel was sick. You're like, just, just counting my time. And, and then you, t- I just see a text that said like, and there it is or yeah. something like that. It was, yeah, it was, my daughter was sick while I was at work. So I'm just like, okay, you know, I'm already here. So, but I'm like, I got to go home. Also, it was Angela's like worst day ever because the dog got loose and then ate something that made it sick. And then it dropped, dropped some, some presents around the house. Ren started throwing up. It was a whole mess. It was, uh, and then, yeah, the next night Angela was sick throughout the night. I woke up in the morning to Mason, not throwing up, but just going like, I don't want to throw up. I don't want to throw up. I'm like, why are you saying that? He's like, because I'm going to throw up. I'm like, oh, here you go. <laughs> uh, and then I'm like waiting because there was like a solid 24 hours of like, okay, everyone's kind of past it. So it's it's kind of my time. And also I was worried because I'm like, I don't want to get this the day before the, the food show because that's what you need on the food show, illness and also like a very weak stomach, you know? Right. So... Yeah, Sunday Sunday morning, no, Saturday night, I started feeling the grumble, and I'm just like, I, I was uh, disappointed, but I was also very, like, good. Let's get this out of the way now. Bring it on. It sucked. And then I'm ha- I was having hot sauce on my burger last night. So, which I will say, right. special shout out, I went to Aldi's just to grab some basic burger stuff. They have a bacon cheddar frozen burger patty. In a pinch, really? it's a pretty pretty solid uh solid burger. Not like the highest I buy, quality, but 
Yeah, we do most of our shopping at Aldi, but I tend to avoid the meats. Yeah. Like we'll get, I think we get corned beef there. Okay. Other than that, usually avoid the Aldi meat. I was just looking at like, I didn't really feel like getting ground beef and making the homemade patties and the whole thing. So, so we did that. It was the only nice day. It was like a beautiful day. So Angel's like, we're grilling. So I grilled out burgers, asparagus and corn. Threw, yeah, we uh, grilled steaks. Nice. Threw, uh, I threw some uh, high desert sauce on my burger with some slow cooked onions. And I always, so I make a mayo that I just throw a bunch of random stuff in. I don't have a go-to like concoction, but I'm like, I got green onion. I got everything seasoning. Oh, I got some Worcestershire. I'm going to throw a dash of Dijon, just throw a bunch of stuff. And it's one thing consistently that Angela will always use. She's not a big mayo person, but mm-hmm. I've got her there. But <laughs> that's a weird brag. <laughs> like, she loves the mayo I make. It's not even from scratch. I tried to make from scratch mayo two weeks ago because we were out. And somehow I messed up the recipe. Everyone says it's the easiest thing to make. I've never made mayo before. Tried to do it. It was soup. Yeah, I've never tried it either, I don't think. Uh, I, well, Courtney's <laughs> made it. I remember Courtney made some and it was good, but I've never made it. I know it's good. And I know I messed it up in some way, but I was like, I don't know how to fix this. I'm like, I'm just going to call it a wash. But I, yeah, because a friend of mine once told me, because I was out of mayo one time, this is a very like desperate single guy food situation of like, I was out of mayo and I needed something to put on my burger, but I had mayo based macaroni salad still (laughs) threw that on top of the burger. It was delicious. It's mayo. And like, if you had a macaroni, macaroni burger thing, which happens just with the mayo already in it. And he's like, why don't you just make mayo from scratch? I'm like, okay, Gordon Ramsay, calm down. This, the quality of this conversation right now is one notch above 40-year-old virgin when he's like, what would you do this weekend? He's like, well, on Friday, I made egg salad sandwich. Or... <laughs> yeah, this is this is a, a great, you know, fire food show. They're like, oh, like they talked about fire food show. Let's see. I'm like, wow, right. these people are terrible. Um, but let's get into our game, and then we can get into some just some information about the show. So it's a favorite game of ours. You know, you love it to show off your your either your NBA knowledge or your 50-50 guessing ability. I'm going to name a person. You're going to tell me if it's an NBA player or it's a sauce maker. This one is Dante DiVincenzo. It's a fantastic name. Oh, gosh. DiVincenzo. There's got to be... Some some Italian in there. Um, I'd assume. DiVincenzo sounds very Italian. Yeah. I'm going to go Sauce Maker. Uh, unfortunately, you were wrong. Ah, dang it. So it's funny because last week we did, you were like, that's a, that's a tall Italian shooter for sure. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, let's just <laughs> lean into it. The reason I brought up Dante DiVincenzo, aside from the fact he won a championship last year with the, or two years ago with the Milwaukee Bucks, he was more of a role player. He's a two-time NCAA champion. I think one of the two years he was most uh, most outstanding player of the NCAA tournament. So he's a mm. quality player. The reason I decided to bring him up is I'm a Pistons fan, and he had the worst no-call foul at the closeout of a game that the Pistons should have won, which is weird to say this oh, year. I heard about that. I yeah. didn't see it, but I heard about Dante it. Dante DiVincenzo went for the knees. And uh, they they even admitted after the game, the refs were like, my bad. We were wrong. Really? 
And we were up by I, one. Don't do that very often. No, not not often at all. We were up by one with like ten seconds left. So it would have, I think, given us two free throws. It wouldn't have guaranteed the win, but it would have put us in a very strong spot. Instead, mm-hmm. the ensuing play ended up they got the lead. Doesn't matter. I'm not bitter. I mean, the season's lost anyway. At this point, they're just trying not to have the worst record in like NBA history. What's the record right now? The record right now, they just won last night against Chicago. Um, and so they have nine wins. They're like nine and 50. That's not good. I mean, considering <laughs> that they had a 28-game losing streak in there, you take that out. What's? Do you know what the record is? Let's see. The worst NBA record all time. So the worst record in a full season is nine is nine wins in nineteen seventy three. So they've 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 passed that. Seven wins in a shortened season. That was the Charlotte Bobcats. And then the Pistons right now, even if at at this point right now, they uh they have the eighth worst record as far as win wise. So they can only move up and get out of there. Are the Charlotte Bobcats still the team? Uh, Charlotte Bobcats became the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, it's a con- so this could be a whole other episode. The Charlotte Hornets were a franchise. The Charlotte Hornets then moved to New Orleans, and they were the New Orleans Hornets. Then the New Orleans Hornets became the New Orleans Pelicans. Charlotte then started the new team called the Charlotte Bobcats, and Charlotte was like, "Hey, since you are the Pelicans now, can we be the Hornets again?" And so the history of the franchises. It's weird because you look at the Charlotte Hornets now and be like, oh, who was in on the Charlotte Hornets like 20 years ago? It's like, well, that's a different franchise. That's the New Orleans franchise. It's just this weird, mm-hmm. kind of like how the Supersonics in Seattle are now the Oklahoma City Thunder. So That is weird. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't track any of that. <laughs> no, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It it you're un, you're tapping into NBA stuff and I've I've got energy this morning, so I took my pre-workout and did not work out, so I'm just all jazzed. Jazzed? What am I? Um, anyway, so let's get Language into a little bit about the Fiery Food Show. I can't remember if we talked about the Fiery Food Show on another episode, did any like deep dive into it. So I just did like a little, a little background on it um, because it was originally started by Dave DeWitt. He's a food historian and one of the foremost authorities in the world on chili peppers, spices, and spicy foods. He's written over 50 books. And he started it in 1987 when he saw a tabletop display of old El Paso products at the New Mexico Chili Conference. Good old El Paso. You know, your, your family loves El Paso. Yeah. Um, and the first National Fire Food Show was then held the following year in 1988 with 47 exhibitors and 500 attendees. So it's hmm. from 1988. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed it was that long ago. I'm actually no. kind of surprised by that. Yeah, it's been it's been a 30-plus year running show. I think the only year it missed was 2021. 2020, they had it. 2021, I believe, was uh, was skipped. Hmm. So, Interesting. Because I do know that they talked about since the 2021 lack of a show and since COVID that they have seen it grow back, but it was a, it wasn't just, you know, on and off like -hmm. nothing in comparison to the 47 exhibitors and 500 attendees. Um, this year they, 
boast 170 exhibitors, and they plan expect over 20,000 attendees over the three-day event. Wow. Just a few. That's, that's crazy. Just a few people. Hmm. I, will, I will be one of them. Um, and then in 2002, they added barbecue to add depth to the event. So now they've got the barbecue side as well as the, the hot sauce side. And they moved to the Sandia Resort and Casino where it's being held now in 2006. I did say Dave DeWitt was the founder. Last year was his last year as the founder and producer of the event. Him and his niece, uh, Emily, were running the show. Him as the producer and she was president recently uh, president of the Sunbelt Shows that runs the event. That has been moved over to Mark Masker, who now runs the event and has signed over to take over Sunbelt Shows Incorporated. So there was a changing of the guard last year. If you go back to the website, fieryfoodsshow.com, there's, a I think, the last six years of programs that you can actually see. And last year's, he had a very, Dave DeWitt had a very good article that he wrote. Talked about some of the stories that he didn't get to talk about maybe or never got to put to, to pen to paper on about different fun or quirky things to deal with at the show. One of them was how do you tell someone to put more clothes on because their outfit's too revealing at a show. That was an interesting read. One interesting one I did find is that – so he has show interruption slash cancellation insurance on the event because he – as a showrunner for other item, for other events, he did a custom van and truck show at uh, in a November when it got hit with a massive snowstorm. Only 15 people showed up. He lost, I think he said like $5,000. This was a while back. And since then, he's been doing the insurance, and that came in handy because in 2011, they had a Florida fiery food show in Tampa during Hurricane Irene. Not oh. intentional. So yeah. So they have been – that was something that he learned from, and then it actually helped him out in future events. Sure. Yeah, before COVID, we would never get, like, travel insurance if we made plans or anything. Now we're always like, yeah, what's an extra $50? <laughs> yeah, I bought for Angela's birthday or for, for Christmas in 2019 Christmas, I bought her these tickets to oh, – what was it? It was a some some country band. And I got really good tickets. I was really excited. And – it was like March 2020 was when it was supposed to happen. And then it's like, well, we're going to, we were like a week away and then everything shut down. Like, we're going to push it out. We'll let you know. And I think they ended up canceling it. But the problem was I bought it from someone else where they said, well, when you cancel, it gets refunded back to the original purchaser. So that person somehow oh, really? came out ahead. <laughs> so I've, I've seen we, their, uh... I forget what the band is, but when I see the band, like, oh, we got tickets. I'm like, nice try. Not again. Yeah. We had a month in Italy planned for a honeymoon for like a year and a half. Like everything was booked, itinerary made, we had drivers booked, all this stuff. Um, COVID happened, and then we had to replan that entire trip. I would say, I don't know if I want to say most Italians, um, but there's a surprising amount of Italians that don't speak any English. Mm -hmm. um, to try to rebook a month of vagabonding in Italy <laughs> at all these different hotels with all these other different excursions mixed in booked either directly or mostly through third parties was really difficult. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't sound fun. That <laughs> was 
That was awful. That was calling like late at night to catch him early in the morning or something like that. And then just being like, I need, I don't speak Italian. I'm just going to sit here on Google Translate and try my best. But That sounds like a one of the ultimate tests in patience and like just perseverance because it's like oh yeah it took us it took us some months to probably over a year to rebook that trip that was just wild um one one thing i'll say about mark masker who who took over uh they had that an article in last year's program as well about him it's his kind of relationship with dave dewitt started in 2012 he took a chance on, and submitted a how-to story on building a smoker out of a garbage can to Dave DeWitt. And it had like a bit of, they said it had a bit of power sports influence to it, like complete with like flame, a flame job paint on the outside of the trash can. And they said Dave was intrigued enough to run the story and later brought Mark out to the fiery food show and barbecue show. And then they've worked together off and on for different things ever since. Yeah. The, the barbecue show was a good move. Like adding in the food component. Can you imagine having like, it's essentially having like a condiment festival with no food there. Well, there isn't a, I mean, everything I've heard, there's not a lot of food otherwise. Like the barbecue sauces are there, but I don't know how much. I've seen a couple of things oh, posted. Is it, is it more, is when you say he added barbecue, like barbecue, barbecue sauce or like barbecue sauces? Oh, okay. Okay. So we're still lacking in the food department. Yeah. So, I mean, if I just throw a brisket in my backpack, I'll probably be, be happy, but. Sell some under the table brisket there. And I don't know what the rules with it being at a casino convention center that has restaurants on location. I don't know. Oh yeah. They probably don't allow it. Yeah. I know Sam had talked about Sam from Sam sauce had talked about he had gotten a drink at a bar and was going to like walk around and they're like, no, you can't leave the bar area without with this. So he had to like down some ridiculous expensive drink that he was going to just sip on. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, there are, there are some restrictions. I'll learn more when I'm there. I saw a post that had a couple different booths of like, here's a candy booth. Here's one that has chocolate jalapenos, like chocolate-covered jalapenos, like on a stick. Like it looked like a chocolate-covered banana. It was just the full jalapeno. So they've got some things, but I'm definitely going to be packing a protein bar to get me by. Um, yeah. Then one thing that when he signed, when Mark signed with the, you know, to take over the, the Sun Belt show incorporated he did have a good quote that i thought was important where he said you know i'm honored to be a part of such a successful show and to keep being a part of it it's a new mexico institution and sandy resort and casino is a great venue for it i will not commit the crime of moving the show or changing the dates i want our exhibitors sponsors partners and attendees to keep enjoying everything we all love about the show which i think is important because sometimes you take over something and you want to kind of make your own footprint Mm -hmm. but there's also that balance of knowing what works yeah so and I think oh, having cool. him been involved in it for for the amount of time off and on in different ways, I think that also helped to be like, well, no, this is this is classic. This is iconic. Like if he was a brand new guy, had no knowledge of the show, just knew that it was a, a big event, I could definitely see him, see someone trying to like, we're going to flip it on its ear. And it's like, okay, maybe not mm-hmm. the best idea. Do they still do like the, you'd mentioned the Tampa show? I don't know if they do yeah I'd have, I'd have to look into that more deeply so i don't know if that's still going or or what but i knew that that was something that they had i don't know with covid it's always a it's hard to tell what survived that stuff so mm-hmm. um let's go through a couple we're not gonna go through every sauce maker because again this is a, a long list of vendors we're gonna just kind of hit on a couple of them that 
we're familiar with, just uh, ones that we've tried, brands that we've we've discussed. This is all listed alphabetical on the website, so it's not any rhyme or reason on what I'm looking at here. But the number one sauce that I that catches my eye, the one we just tried recently, Apicalypse, they're going to be there. That's a Santa mm-hmm. Fe, New Mexico brand. So that's one that's very close, you know, in-state, in-state brand. I'll get to, without having to open these other bottles, I'll get to try some of his other sauce, so that's exciting. Down to Ferment, I know that we talked to them about the show. I think they said they'll be stationed right next to Lucky Dog. But Down to Ferment, uh, Sean and Ryan from over, from there in California, <clears throat> they're, they're a part of the uh, Hot Sauce Solutions that uh, was at Palman Acre and... Jay's one of them I forget which one one of them has that bean hot sauce that you've been dying to try <laughs> dude that sounds awful especially early in the morning you guys have good stuff but my goodness don't well that's not that's the the, the other brand down to ferment doesn't do the bean one yet oh geez 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 but good. now I can still talk to those guys <laughs> but down to ferment does have their new anniversary sauce that they just announced either beginning of this week or late last week. So they have their three-year anniversary sauce. Now, we had their two-year anniversary uh, anniversary sauce back early last year. Did you mm-hmm. see what their three-year anniversary sauce is yet? I did not. Just so you know, I will be getting a bottle, so don't worry. All right, so this is going to be, it's called a, their three anniversary sauce is called Harissa Vibe Mustard Sauce. So it's not quite hot sauce. It's more of a mustard sauce. So just to read this off a little bit for you, we decided to mix things up, introducing our Harissa-style mustard with a floral kick of scotch bonnets and lightly smoked depth of the guajillo chili. Let's see. One of the most epic things about this sauce is Sean has been saving the brine from our fermented garlic that's used for the umami bomb for the past couple years and used it in this sauce. Really? So like, I I like how there's also zero waste. Like they're using things that our leftovers from other things, but yeah, that sounds real interesting. Yeah. Ingredients on that Dijon mustard, guajillo chili, kombucha culture, scotch bonnet, whole grain mustard, lemon juice, fermented garlic brine, agave, tarragon, fenugreek, coriander, and cumin. Yes. Holy so I'm, I'm going to be getting, I'm going to be getting at least one bottle. It's a big bottle from the looks of it. It looks like a, looks like a, a it's not a 32 ounce, but it's pretty sizable. But it's a good, good meaty bottle. I'll probably get two bottles of it, to be honest, just to just to be safe. Sure. I did check with them. I'm like, will this be at the show? And they were like, yeah, I think Mark from Hot Sauce Guy beat me to the question. But I was like, that's the right question. So yeah, which you said they were, you said they were going to be right next to uh, Scott. I think they said. I know previous years they've they've been next to Scott. So we'll we'll see if it still holds true this year. But I I know that that's something that they've. I know that's something that they mentioned. The, I will also say I'm still trying to strategize how I'm going to bring the sauce home. I think at, the, at this point I've decided my carry-on luggage will be converted to a checked bag with the most packaging inside possible, but I'm very worried. This is all bubble wrap. All bubble wrap. I will sacrifice all the clothes in there as extra cushion because like, oh, you know, what if it breaks? I'm like, my clothes didn't do their job then. It's on there. Mm-hmm. It's on them to do that extra padding on top of the cushioning. Yeah, my dad. Uh, he did some work in Costa Rica, um, and he'd be there for a while. When he came back, mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it, but it was just like Costa Rica's Tabasco sauce. 
It was really good, but he, it's funny. He took all those bottles and wrapped them up into all of his clothing. So when he's unpacking, like throwing his shirts in the laundry, like rolling out a shirt and hot sauce falls out and then grabs the next one, rolling out a shirt and hot sauce falls out. (laughs) He brought back like a couple dozen bottles. That was my dad's number one tip where he was like, honestly, he's like pack extra socks. He's like, put the, the uh, hot sauce bottles in plastic bags then wrap them in the the sock just so that way if people see you unpackaging it they don't get grossed out by the fact that it's like in a sock and i'm like okay who's gonna watch me unpack but also i'm like it's it's not like this massive i don't know it's not like i'm gonna say like hey i just ran two miles let me use this sock now i mean (laughs) honestly i could buy a pack of socks there i'm low on certain socks fresh socks that's not bad right um that's fun but then uh, one sauce we haven't tried, but I have seen a lot of posts from them. I've, I've interacted with them a little bit in social media. Uh, Harmacy Hot Sauce uh, will be there. High Desert Sauce Company. I mean, we're a little bit of a fan of High Desert Sauce Company. Zach, Zach Perkins over there. That'd you know, be a fun one. I don't think we've graded any of his sauces lower than like an 80, <laughs> to be honest. Mm-hmm. And also, he's a part of Flavor Balance Heat podcast that... I would, you know, I, I know that they've reached out to us. I definitely would like to get on that podcast. How they do the scheduling, I don't know because they got three guests, not even just the, their three hosts, not even the two. And even though we're not remote, not in the same spot today, they're doing it 100% remote. So, High Desert Sauce, there's a few sauces we haven't tried. I do plan on trying those while I'm at the show. Um, let's see. Is, uh, is Crack Sauce going to be there? Crack sauce will not be there, so that's a, a Boston-based company. So, um, some of the so that's that's the thing that I like about the Fiery Food Show. At least you know going out there. I don't know if this will be an every year thing. It is kind of a lot. I mean, the sauce makers talk about the ordeal they go through figuring out, bringing the product, driving cross country because they have to haul all the stuff. And I'm like, I'm complaining just like, oh, it's so hard to figure out how to get out there to fly. I'm like, I'm flying out there. I'm just going to be there for three days and I'm flying back. But there is a lot of uniqueness to this show because I've never been to a show out west. We've only really gotten our sauces from the Illinois show or the Boston show unless something's mm-hmm. been sent to us. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of brands that would have been hard for us to interact with otherwise. And yeah. that's kind of an exciting I'm thing. Curious. What's that? I'm curious. And I'm sure, I said I'm curious. I'm sure you'll find out like – I, I don't care about this in a financial way, but I'm just curious on when you're planning to drive across the country, what kind of volume are you bringing with you? Like, are you bringing 500 bottles? Are you bringing 2,000 bottles? I know that, that there was... That's what I, I want to get a feel on a couple different people on just like, what are what volume are you bringing? Like, what logistics are involved? Is it pack the back of the car or is it rent a trailer for a week? I know. I, I'm trying to remember which brand it was. There was one brand that I saw post on, on the... Uh on like the hot sauce Facebook pages where he was like, I rented a van and I'm putting all of our stock in the van. Now it was a smaller, mm-hmm. smaller brand. So like all their stock versus all of, you know, pucker, butt are two totally different things. So it is interesting. And, and Roddy is one where I know he, he was like making sauce for this leading up to it. Where even when I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, he's like, I still have to make, this one sauce for the for the show like he didn't even have everything he was going to bring from our conversation but he and he also started sunday driving across where i was like that would be a fun drive to do but me trying to explain to angela like hey i'm driving cross country for a week to go to this fire food show and she's like okay but why it's like well because i want to experience it 
like, so you're going to stop along the way? No, it's just a long haul across. And it's like, might not be the easiest thing to, to pitch. Um, and there's some, some other vacation use I have to have, both personal and we have other events we'd like to go to. The other Lucky Dog we talked about, Scott from Lucky Dog is going to be there. That one I'm, I'm probably, I'm trying to think, I'm probably the most excited as far as to meet someone in person. There's some people that we've met in person at Illinois, you know, like Roddy, Eric and Eddie from Stanky Sauce, you know, Milettas. We've met those people in person before, so it will be nice to see them again. But as far as brand new people I haven't met in person yet, Scott will be a big one. Milettas, um, we spent a lot of time at their booth at the Illinois show. They've sent us, they sent us that Christmas heat source package of sauces. I've been using that green ghost taco sauce like crazy. Milettas will be there. They'll have something to punish me, I'm sure. Whatever sauce they have in a vial in a in a cooler with biohazard Not for signs. Sale. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting nervous when someone's like, hey, this isn't for sale, but try this. Yeah. It's like we can't sell this legally yet, but give this a try. Mikey V's foods will be there. Uh, I know Courtney doesn't want me to get any more Moroccan madness. She doesn't want any of that. She gave me the laser eyes because I went to the fridge and I was going to put some on. We, we make this like chicken risotto dish. I was going to put that Moroccan madness on there and I look over and she's just glaring. She's like, what are you, what are you doing with that? I was like, I was going to use it. She's like, you have others in there. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, fair enough. I know uh, Angela's sister, she wants her, she wanted me to pick up a hot sauce for her boyfriend. And I was like, all right, like what kind of stuff does he, and I, I hated, once I asked the question, I hated myself. I was like, what kind of stuff does he put hot sauce on? Cause I'm sure it's everything, but some people don't like, especially if they're not, as big in the hot sauce. What I should have asked is what are his current go-to hot sauces? Cause mm-hmm. that will tell me like if he likes a Tapatio or if he likes Cholula or if he's doing truff, that'll tell me something about him and help me figure out the sauce. But yeah, so I have to get a sauce for, for uh, her anyway to get for her boyfriend. So yeah, if you have a shopping list or if, if Courtney sends me a shopping list, just let me know. The Moroccan madness will probably be on that list. Uh, also Rojo, we haven't tried yet, but we do have some of their sauce that we won that I'm, wanting to crack open here soon so that's one that i'm excited to to see in person pucker butt pepper company of course will be there they've got four booths like some of each one has a booth number they've got four booth numbers so i don't know if they've got diverse different types or or what's going on with that do you remember how they were set up at the illinois show they just had like that massive yeah and they've got like six people behind the counter they're working yeah because i think vic Klinko will be there again i can ask how your uh, your hot sauce bottle is doing on his wall you should ask for that back i kind of want that back now <laughs> i should i should ask him that's a good question though i should be like has anyone ever asked for it back because you're like i know a guy who would gladly take it back and like just so caught up in the moment i made a poor decision i said here put this in your collection and i realized that was the last unopened bottle in existence. Be like, have you ever had someone ask for it back and be like, no, no, I've never had that. Would you want that to happen for the story? Think of the story. Be like, we would need that back. Make them, make them sort through 12,000 bottles of hot sauce to find the one. Oh, he's got it all organized, though. It's all organized by, like, region and all this stuff. I want, I want to know where he put it. I want to know where it sits in his collection. Like, did he go by Michigan? Also, he had to sign it. So, I mean, that's a collector. That's a collectible. He's not going to give that up. Vic might strike it big one day with that bottle we signed. Um, let's see, Stanky Sauce. Uh, we we love Stanky Sauce. That's been a brand we've we've been reviewing from the get go. My parents just tried their barbecue sauce recently, 
And they tried it. I forget what the dish was, but it was a very non-traditional barbecue use. They loved it. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, what is – it was almost like something on toast and then barbecue sauce on top. And I'm like, what's happening here? With that, with that hint of orange in there, it's probably not a bad gig for – as like a breakfast barbecue sauce. Or they're still making it, right? Like that wasn't a one-time thing? No, that that is still – that's that's a – a full-time thing for them. The limited run was the um, pumpkin ghost. Oh, that's right. Pumpkin spice ghost. But yeah, yeah, so they'll be there. Sauce leopard is another one that will be, that will be there. We've only tried a few of theirs. They're based out of Denver. Um, Sam sauce. So Sam will, from what I've heard, Sam will not be there at the fiery food show, but his booth and his sauces will be, he's got, I think his, uh, his family Hayden and then Mark from hot sauce guide, I think will be helping out with that. So that, I mean, Sam is a personality. You want him selling that, selling that sauce. He's got the personality to sell, but Mark does have that tasting and reviewing expertise where you're going to get a breakdown of what they're trying. I think he did a pop-up event as well of, uh, different sauces. So he has some experience with that as well. So yeah. whoever works on Sam's behalf, they have to wear a bandana and just wear like a fake beard. <laughs> Sam says like the qualification. an overstock order of ZZ Top costumes that he just like <laughs> switches up and turns into that with a, a Sam sauce bandana. I'm packing super light and part of it is I'm going to decide. I'm, I'm going to say one, but probably end up with two. I'm going to find two sauce t-shirts. I don't know which ones yet, but I'm going to mm-hmm. come back with some swag. Sam sauce has some good quality swag. The bandana... You know, I got to keep the sun off the top of my head, even though the temperatures in Albuquerque are up and down wide ranging of like 60s, 60s to 70s in the day, 30s to 40s at night. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. Sauce Leopard, they do bird's blood, right? Yes. I've been putting that on a whole lot of things that you wouldn't normally put like a sweeter cranberry sauce on. Um, that's still one of my favorite sauces. I love that one. I will say some of those where... I've I've made the comment before of well this sauce is very direct or very specific where it's like oh it's cranberry it's very Thanksgiving or it's very this I've started just to like grab a sauce and be like I'm gonna try it on this see how it goes because mm-hmm. there are some weird food combinations that just work and you ever see those those stories I know YouTube does viral things where it's like this weird food combination somebody had to figure it out it's the it's the same thing as the the guy that first made like Worcestershire or whatever or that made soy sauce it's like the fig- way to figure that out, he tried some weird stuff because <laughs> neither of those processes are pretty or like, oh, yeah, I see how that would totally make sense. Like you have to either get shipped off to war for a few years or get arrested. Yeah. Because a lot of it's like I started this thing in a vat and then I came back three years later and I was like, I wonder if this is any good. And then you dig in, you're like, hey, that's not not too bad, you know, but it's like no no one just makes it. And you're like, and now I'll let it rest for three years. Yeah, it's there has not, to be some event that removes you from the situation. Yeah, there's some there's some sauces, there's some like things I've made. I made a spicy mustard one time, and I made it. And I was like, eh, it's fine. And then I left it in the fridge for a long time. And then I was like, wow, it actually got better. It still wasn't you know anything crazy, but I was like, oh, I let it sit and just forgot about it. Either mm-hmm. forget about it or legally not be able to get to it. <laughs> Those are the, the keys. Um, the fire uh, company, so Faya, Roddy from, from Faya, he'll be there. Like I said, he's driving driving across country right now. He's got, I don't know, I 
if he's got Mama Juana, I might have to restock on that. That's the problem is I'm going there saying, oh, I'm going to get some new sauce. But there's a lot that I want to restock for like myself or yeah. to share with with people to try. Um, so it's going to be a the the budget on this. I, I really have to figure out a budget on this. I might just have sure. I might twenty five percent old favorites, and then seventy five percent new. That's fair. I think that's a fair one. That and that still would be a, a tough a tough cut to make. Uh, one sauce brand that we have their whole lineup and we still have to get into it. The spicy shark. We have a big box of their stuff. My dad will probably get their blueberry maple syrup. Um, but spicy shark will be there. Um, Oh, speaking of maple syrup crushers from crushers truck sauce, he messaged us where he was like, Oh, I got to get you that maple syrup. So I'm very excited if we get that. Cause that would be, that would be yeah, fantastic. Also then I'd have to replicate that bacon, that, uh, sweet spicy bacon that he made so there's i, I mean there, photo <laughs> there's just a few that's just a few of them that you know looking at this list there's a lot of of sauce companies on here but those are just ones that we're already familiar with uh we we've heard of you know the mule sauce by sticker mule just because we bought stickers i think you said you've gotten that before i've never are cracked it there? open but but they're gonna are they be there? there yeah oh i'm sorry barbara mojo they're gonna be there your, one oh, of I was your favorite ask brands. About that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a couple bottles of that. I love their stuff. That's they have a new flavor. Was, do they? They had, um, as far as I know, I believe they had a new flavor. Pinazzo, uh, pineapple match with Carolina Reapers, Cuban signature ingredients. Looks pretty good. Have you been to? Uh, I think it's Danzan Cabano. No, I've not. It's the Cuban restaurant over. Oh gosh, it's down. It's in Grand Rapids, not downtown, but it's over by a D and W over on like maybe Wealthy Street. Okay, yeah, not um, familiar. That that place is very good. We should get a bottle of that and head there for lunch. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, I mean, so Barbara Moho's another one. There's, it's this list is so dense. Oh, California Hot Sauce Solutions. Sorry, I forgot California when I mentioned that. So California Hot Sauce Solutions will be there. Um. There's a lot of ones that we've tried at other events. I see like Chef Heatley's Hot Sauce, uh, Hot Pepper Farm. So there's just a lot. It's going to be a, a big event. I'm going to try to see how many sauces I can try without dying. That'll be a fun a fun challenge for me. Again, it's this weekend, Friday through Sunday. I will be there all weekend. If you spot me, I may have the Heat Source t-shirt on. I may not. Look for a bald head, but not a, a head lacking facial hair. Uh, I told Rowdy I'd hold on to this mustache at least to the fiery food show. It might last a lot longer. No one, no one's going to recognize you. Everyone's going to be like, "Oh gosh, there's a guy with this semi-blonde mustache that just yeah. kind of looked like Matt, but it wasn't." Yeah, but that's just a little bit to talk about. We're going to have a lot to cover this weekend. We're going to be, I'm going to see if I can set up some interviews. We're going to set up some videos. I'll do some live streams. We'll do a recap when we get when I get back. We'll have a lot of sauce to try. Unlike now, which is just a little bit of sauce. 50 hundred some bottles but uh that's just a little bit of an episode for you guys a special thank you to summit six design for any graphic or logo design needs they designed our logo special thank you to everyone that's reached out about the fiery food show about doing interviews or meeting up thank you again for listening however you listen we do appreciate you follow us on instagram at the heat source pod for all updates send us a message on there or email us at the heat source pod at gmail.com for any feedback requests or any other comments and look for me this weekend have fun. I'm jealous. All right. Talk to you soon. See ya.
Nice. I got to pee. All right. I got to run too. I'll call you in a bit. See you.